Star Wars 7x7, episode 1476 today, an ode to the unguarded conversation. Punch it, Chewie. Hey, I'm Jason Fry, author of many Star Wars stories and the Jupiter Pirate series, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So San Diego Comic-Con kicks off today, and, you know, I was thinking back, and I think I actually went to it once in the 90s when it was definitely not as ginormous of a big deal as it is today. And today it is now a very... Well, I'm going to say it and, you know, it's not meant as an insult, really, but it's going to have that connotation, a corporate showcase, if you will. I mean, everything about San Diego Comic-Con and everything about the different companies that are presenting at it, whether they have panels or whether they have space on the showroom floor, whatever the situation is, everything is about as orchestrated as you can possibly imagine it. I mean, down to the moment, down to the specific details that different entertainment companies want to be able to share with their audiences. There will be no quote-unquote surprises because everything will have been planned out. The surprises will have been planned out. So it's all surprises for us as fans. And hey, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, right? We still want to be surprised. And I certainly hope that folks out there are creating surprises for San Diego Comic-Con. And I hope Lucasfilm has some surprises for us too. But the idea that something unscripted could happen, the idea that something could be utterly and completely surprising to everybody involved, well, that seems like more and more of a rare commodity and something that I fear is going to be lacking from San Diego Comic-Con and from, you know, pretty much every other event like this. In fact, you know, Star Wars Celebration Orlando was like that in its way, and I imagine Chicago will be the same way too. So, you know, it got me thinking about this um, tweet that Ryan Johnson had put out, and it was... While he or he had talked about how he had been given a copy of a book by a friend during the making of The Last Jedi, and it was called Once Upon a Galaxy, A Journal of the Making of the Empire Strikes Back by a guy named Alan Arnold. And that's A-L-A-N as opposed to my A-L-L-E-N, just in case you were wondering. Now, the thing of it is, is that this is not actually the first time that we've talked about this book on the podcast. In fact, back in 2014, I believe it was December of 2014, actually, I was going through that book because there were interviews with George Lucas in there that might have shed a bit of light on what the sequel movies could have been like. And this portion of the podcast is being done both in the audio version that you'll hear on SW7x7.com slash iTunes or slash Spotify or wherever you like to listen to podcasts over on the video version on YouTube and Facebook. I'm actually waving my copy of Once Upon a Galaxy that still has all the post-it flags in it from 2014 <laughs> where I was making notes of all the conversations with George Lucas in the book. And Ryan Johnson in his tweet about it talked about how it's a really kind of a rare thing that you wouldn't ever expect to see today, that it's a strangely plain and unfiltered look 
at the making of The Empire Strikes Back, and it's filled with unguarded interviews, as he puts it. Now, this version of the podcast, or at least this portion of the podcast, is going to both the audio version at sw7x7.com slash iTunes and the video version on YouTube and Facebook, where at the video version, I'm waving my copy of Once Upon a Galaxy on the screen, including all the post-it flags that are still in the book from where I had marked the places where George Lucas was being interviewed. And... You know, Ryan Johnson, as we talked about how this book, and I'm checking out the quote right over here, it says that it's really worth tracking down. It feels like a sort of fluke that couldn't exist today. A strangely plain and intimate view of the production with lots of very unguarded interviews. And that tweet has stuck with me for a while. In fact, the tweet was put out in February of 2018. So there's some context there as well, because by that point, of course, the you know, people who did not like The Last Jedi and did not like it for you know reasons that go beyond mere critical analysis, you know, those folks have been out in force. And so you can imagine where the idea of a book like Once Upon a Galaxy would have been an utterly alien kind of concept to Ryan Johnson, considering the meat grinder that he had been through for the past couple of months. And the funny thing of it is, is that The Empire Strikes Back was not the huge critical success at the time as the original Star Wars was. Like, it definitely didn't do as well at the box office, and it didn't get critics all riled up in the same way. And yet, and yet, this book, Once Upon a Galaxy, came out and actually deigned to pull back the curtain really in a very detailed fashion, really in an unfiltered fashion, came out the same year as the movie itself. So, you know, Ryan Johnson is right. Like, this would just be considered more ammunition. Like, if The Empire Strikes Back was released in 2018 and it had the same critical reception as it did in 1980, then chances are this book would have been waved around as, you know, exhibit A for some level of complaint about The Empire Strikes Back or something like that. And I feel terrible that that's the case. I mean, you know, this kind of book, Once Upon a Galaxy, is just absolutely and utterly remarkable. And the fact that it exists, it exists, really is just an amazing fluke of a thing. And I wish that something like this existed for Solo and The Last Jedi and Rogue One and The Force Awakens. And regardless of what you think about those movies, the fact of the matter is, is that it never ever will. And, you know, that's not just Lucasfilm. You could say that about, say, Justice League or Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Like, the equivalent book will never exist for that or any other movie at this point, unfortunately, because everything has been so very carefully controlled and scripted, even on the, you know, the side of the house where it isn't the movie. It's all the stuff that we interact with about the movie outside of the movie theater itself. And I think this might be, in my estimation at least, one of the most significant losses that we have thanks to our new digital age and also thanks to how very carefully as a result of our new digital age that businesses have to take control of their messaging and make sure that whatever it is that they share about the products that they're producing, like The Last Jedi or Solo or Rogue One or The Force Awakens, 
that they have to make sure that that messaging is exactly on point and everything tells the exact same story all across the board. So unfortunately, we'll never have a Once Upon a Galaxy book where Ryan Johnson talks about his new trilogy or the Game of Thrones guys talk about their series in an unguarded way. It's just one of those unfortunate things that uh, this is, I guess, the way it's going to have to be. But hopefully, hopefully, some spirit of the unguarded interview has been maintained in the interviews that I've been able to do with Star Wars folks over the years. And I have to say that if there's one intention that I have for year five in the interviews that I do, it's to try and at least, if we can't have totally and completely unguarded interviews, then to find unguarded moments in these interviews. Moments where things aren't scripted, where things can be as honest and surprising and remarkable as they can possibly be. So that is my commitment to you for year five to find moments that are completely unguarded in the interviews that we do here on Star Wars 7x7. And that, as they say, is that. <laughs> so I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll do Last Jedi Trivia when I come back. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, if you're enjoying Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast, bringing you a daily dose of Star Wars joy for more than four years and 1,500 episodes now, I hope you'll consider putting a tip in the metaphorical tip jar at patreon.com slash SW7x7. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash SW7x7. You can show your support for as little as $1 per month, and if you do a little bit more, there's a little bit more fun for you too. Again, that's P-A-T treon.com slash sw7x7 i thank you and star wars 7x7 thanks you too welcome back all right last time i asked you a real easy one what was finn's one question for poe and that is where's ray and today's question for you so when bb8 is sticking out little poker things to try and get poe's fire control situation reset up again how many things does he poke out before he gives the equivalent of uh-oh in his little machine language and that is going to do it for the show today thank you so much for listening as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get set up for your attack run, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not three marks at 210, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.